The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and as always, I am so delighted to have you join us today. Today we're going to talk about being appreciated for who you are. I want you to think about that just for a moment. We're often appreciated for what we do and we appreciate others for what they do for us. I know I'm often at the receiving end of kindness and what I call good stuff and I say thank you a lot. Probably most of you do too. No, we do nice things for others, and it's rare that we don't receive a thank you, either verbally or sometimes written. But when did you look somebody right in the eye and say, hey, man, I really appreciate you and who you are? When's the last time you heard somebody say something like that to you? You Did you ever? Are you able to acknowledge that you are appreciated? When somebody says to you, boy, I really appreciate you, do you believe it? Do you appreciate yourself or do you often turn to self-deprecation? And and so why do you do that? What is that doing for you? We're going to talk about that today and we have the author of the new book, Because This Is Your Life, How to Live a Meaningful Life While Feeling Respected appreciated and recognized for who you are and all that you do. Cheney Weiner is a sought-after authority on human potential and personal development. He is the founder of the Cheney Institute of Human Potential, an organization dedicated to empowering people worldwide. An acknowledged transformational leader and a leading expert on success and raising human potential, Cheney has inspired millions of people around the world sharing his breakthrough methods for personal and professional success. His signature Breakthrough to Achieve program, his various courses and programs, and now his new book, Because This Is Your Life, are the combination of more than 23 years of multidisciplinary study. His work has been featured on Across America with Montel Williams, Hollywood Confidential with Lisa Gibbons, Martha Stewart Living Radio, and Hay House Radio. Not only that, but 
Cheney just moved to Arizona, so I can say, Cheney, welcome to Arizona and welcome to the Self Improvement Show. It's delighted. To ha- I'm delighted to have you back. Well, thanks for having me back each time, and we can, I guess we can call this an all Arizona show, pretty much. Well, at least between it's you and I. It's an all Arizona show. You can't beat that. No, and uh, yeah, it's pretty nice here, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just interesting being here. It's just it's a little different. And where did you move here from, Cheney? New Jersey. Oh, it's very different from New Jersey. But I'm going to. This is a little aside. I know right now the weather is absolutely spectacular. I'm going to ask you again in July or August how you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I've been I've been telling people come talk to me in July and August. I pretty much have an idea of what the answer is going to be, but I just want other people to ask, and then I can just tell them. <laughs> yeah, you can just tell. It's kind of like uh, Robin Williams described um, the weather in Vietnam on his Hello Vietnam movie. Uh, we won't go into that exactly how he described it, but <laughs> let me tell you, it's hot. <laughs> some of us don't mind it, and some people thrive on it. So, you know, we just have to remember there are those who are thriving. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. You know, I know I've asked you that awful question, you know, who, who are you? Just tell us about yourself more than what that, than was in the bio uh, and, and a little bit about your work. Well, yeah, the bio, it says I'm a human potential specialist. I really like, well, I like to, I call myself that, but I like to say that I live what I teach and I teach what I live. And that's why I talk about and help people in the seven different areas of life because what I'm helping them with is are things that I've dealt with and things that every human being that deals with but in different ways because every person's situation is different. So who I am is pretty much, this is going to sound strange, but I have a saying that goes, we're all the same, but we're different. And we all look for pretty much the same outcomes, but just in different ways based on what's most important to us. So, in, you know, for me, what's most important to me is helping people in what I do in those seven different areas of life. I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the past shows, but I have a fitness background. That's how, actually how I ended up in personal development is as a result of fitness. I used to personally train people. But the thing that with me was, again, what about those other areas of life? When I'm helping people get in shape, losing weight and all that, I'm pretty much focusing on maybe the physical health, well, not maybe, but the physical health and maybe a little bit on the mental side of it, but what about the other areas of life? Because whenever a person would come to me, they're dealing with their finances, their family, their friends, their career, their job and all, and their mindset, what they believe in, their spirituality, and I really never had a chance to help people in that way, but meanwhile, I was living that way. So for me, it was important to be congruent with that and that's, you know, when people ask me who I am, that's pretty much what I tell them. I want to be, I'd like to be congruent and walk, well, people say walk the talk, but live what I teach and teach what I live. And that's why I do what I do. I mean, while, while you were speaking, I'm thinking of the phrase, real people. We hear that so much all the time about real people. And you really just pretty much summed it up. You know, we're all the same and yet we're different. 
I, I always want to ask, and it's usually you hear this on the news or on a talk show on TV uh, about real people, and I would really like to be able to interrupt them and say, you know, would you define who's real and who's not real? You know, do, you, do you run into that? Yeah, that, that's, geez, I, I could write another book on that. <laughs> oh, I know. I have, I have a chapter well, of a book f- finished that talks about real people. I mean, well, are they implying that people in the public eye, and, I, and often they're referring to, you know, stardom, uh, are, are stars not real people? Do they not lead like the rest of us? Do well, I, I can't speak for a Hollywood, what's called a Hollywood star, those kind of people, but people are still people, and I would imagine that in that industry and in other, let's say, other industries or other people that you see out there, there is certainly, to a degree, a quote-unquote game that they have to play. You see it in politics. You see it in sports. It's called how you present yourself in public. Now, obviously, you know, people don't want to hear everything that's going on in your life, so you're going to have a tendency to see the quote-unquote positive and or the positive spin on it. But yet everybody, as I like to say, lives a two-sided life. And what I mean by that is... Every person has moments of happiness and moments of sadness. Every person has moments when they're nice and moments when they're mean, when they're kind to someone or cruel, and that could also include towards themselves. So we have both sides, and that's healthy. That's what makes a person real, authentic, and really true to themselves. Now, of course, you don't want to go around and just deliberately be negative or deliberately be positive because you can't do that anyway. It's a matter of understanding that you're both sides. I know a lot of people have a little bit of a tough time with that because there's this this one-sidedness that is being promoted to only show the one side, but meanwhile the people who are always coming off as being positive, 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 they have the other side too, and there's nothing wrong with that because there's times when that's needed and when it's really a benefit to other people. Now, Lucy and Peanuts said she didn't want downs. She just wanted ups and ups and ups. And and a lot of us think that's how we're supposed, especially those of us who are into this kind of work, self-improvement, uh, empowerment, you know, people who watch us think we're supposed to be just be almost silly happy all the time. And it, it, that's not real life. You do some one-on-one consultation. Um, t- tell us a little bit about what areas you cover uh, and how, if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they find you? Well, it, it, it's going to depend on their situation. And it's interesting because people who I have worked with, and I mostly do it out of my Breakthrough to Achieve program. It's group coaching, but I also have the one-on-one coaching that can go along with that. It's just interesting that many of the people, not every person, but most, I won't say most, but m- a little more than half of the people who come to me with one particular situation, there's under, there's other underlying issues in that. Just a quick example here. I had a woman come to me, and her initial situation was she wanted to lose weight, but 
upon going through the process of helping her with that, it was discovered that, or not discovered, but she revealed to me that she had a master's degree from Harvard and she applied to the Harvard PhD program and got turned down. She got rejected. She had all the, the recommendations, the qualifications, and everything. And that actually was the issue that she had. So she came with one issue and we ended up working on another issue. So it varies from person to person. And usually there's not only one thing going on, especially when it comes to a weight loss issue. There's numerous, there's usually stuff going on in the other areas of life that's contributing to that. And you'll see that with someone who has a financial situation or a relationship situation, whatever it is, there's always other areas that are coming to play with it. That's also why I love doing what I do because it incorporates the seven areas of life because they all work together no matter how you look at it. So you're just basically saying we're holistic, aren't you? <laughs> you could say that, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty, we're, we're holistic. You can't take us apart. And, and to me, that's the challenge of, of modern medicine is seeing us as whole people, not livers and kidneys and hearts and bones. Um, that's an aside. You know, we don't need to go there today. Tell us what... What is the Cheney Institute of Human Potential? Well, that's, I pretty much just summed it up. It involves helping people in those seven different areas of life because they all intertwine with each other. And like I was just saying, the, the people who I work with, I, I, I would say just about pretty much every person that has come to me, like I said, They've come to me with a particular issue, but then there were other things that were going on. And again, it's different for each person, but that's why I call it the Cheney Institute of Human Potential because human potential involves all those seven areas of life, and there's no getting around this. Now, I know some people may look at it as five areas of life, six, but, you know, the bottom line is there's these different areas of life. I have seven areas of life. I like the number seven, so it's seven different areas of life. And when you really take the time and, as I like to say, connect the dots in your own life, you'll see that they all interplay with each other, some more than others, depends on the person's situation, but they are at play. They're, they're, these are the moving parts of life, as I call them. It's time for us to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about these seven areas of Live, so stay tuned. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Cheney Weiner saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Shane Weiner. We're talking about... His, we're going to be talking about his new book because this is your life. And before the break, we were talking about the seven areas of life. Let's talk about those uh, a little bit, Cheney. Let's talk about how you, what you identify as those seven important areas. Yeah, it's uh, financial. It's your physical health, your family and relationships. It's your mindset development. It's your spirituality, your vocational or your career, and your social network, your friends, the social groups you belong to, that type of thing. And like I was saying, they all, I mean, there's one thing I tell people it's, is that it's one thing to listen to me speak here, whether it's on this show or on my radio show or in something I write about. That's great. But it's another thing for you to take this, bring it into your life, See how it works in your day-to-day situations, your life, and make it work for you. This is a perfect example of that. Look in your own life. Look at those seven areas that I just mentioned and look and see how they overlap and how they really connect with each other in different ways. And, yeah, you know, it's going to take some time and effort, but I like to tell people, well, aren't you worth taking the time for? And I say you are. And, and I think people are beginning to realize that it's okay now to look at themselves and, and you know, even identify some very positive um, parts of themselves. The one thing I'm really glad you put in was financial because, you know, I talk about finances and people kind of think, well, I mean, I've had people say, well, you know, that's not really self-improvement. But how much can you improve if you're hungry or afraid you can't pay the rent or, you know, go on and on with that? Uh, financial stability is incredibly important. And, and I'm really glad you put that in there because I'm seeing that, you know, more and more people are having concerns with it and can't really then do the kind of work they were doing on their own uh, empowerment. Yeah, you agree? Far, yeah. Far too many people are so concerned about what other people are going to think about them and say about them. And I'm, this is just in general, but I want to relate this to finances. So many people, are, they worry about what, well, other people, geez, you know, and this is what goes on in people's minds, mostly subconscious. Geez, you know, if I, if, if I got all this money and I was financially independent, people will think I'm going to be snobby, I'm going to be you know, rude, I'm going to be inconsiderate. Some people call that beliefs, but that's what it pretty much is. So they subconsciously say, well, I don't want, to, I don't want people to look at me like that, so I'll just 
I don't want the money. I just want to have my friends. And bottom line is, no matter what you do, you're going to get stuff from people, whether you have a lot of money or don't have a lot of money, whether you're being yourself or not being yourself. So you may as well be yourself and strive to have financial income because all I know is that you go just take a look at different parts of the world and just you can even look at people. I've never seen a place or let's say let's just say places who are quote unquote poverty stricken have a whole lot of resources in the area. So money serves and it benefits and it's important. And anytime someone thinks it's not because they feel someone's going to speak bad about them. Well, that's why I teach the type of stuff that I do and I help people in what I do. So I help people break through that. Now, I love the saying, what other people think of me is none of my business. Uh, a lot of people don't like that saying and argue that it's really important. But to me, nah, you know, what, if I'm going to be me, then I'm going to be me. And... Um, it's too bad. <laughs> it's just too bad if people think that I should be something else. Let's talk a little bit about your book. You, It's a lovely book, and I really recommend to everybody listening that you get this book because this is your life by Cheney Weiner. It's W-E-I-N-E-R, Cheney. Cheney is kind of an Arizona name. We have Cheney Road, You're gonna, except it's spelled different. Uh, uh, I think, I think isn't, that, isn't that Chauncey Road or something? Well, I think there is that, but there's a Cheney Road, only it's C-H-E-N-E-Y, Cheney oh, Road. They took um, the vice president's version of that name. <laughs> <laughs> the former VP, pardon me. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe you'll have a road named after you before you finish with all of this. Um, it's not, And it's about being appreciated and recognized for who you are. What led you to write this book? Uh, and what can the reader expect to take away from it? What, what are uh, they going to get from this uh, book? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, well, I can answer this in many different ways. I, I'll go at it like this. I wrote the book because every single human being in the history of man and womankind wants to be respected, they want to be appreciated, and they want to be recognized for who they are and all they do. The question is how many people are being respected, appreciated, and recognized for who they are and all they do. There's a tremendously large gap there. This book fills the gap. That's why I wrote the book. And it goes far beyond just having everybody support you and like you and all that because really one of the main themes in the book is and I said it before and I talk about it all the time is this whole notion of two-sidedness because again we live in a world a universe that's both sides there's peace and war there's nice and mean there's kind and cruel there's happy moments there's sad moments there's both sides and every person has both sides and part of being a pre let's just talk about appreciation Appreciation is not only one side of positive. There are times when somebody is can be mean to you, can be cruel to you, and challenge you, and that's a form of appreciation. The example I like to give, and I mentioned it in the book, when I was growing up, I got, don't laugh at this, I got a $5 a week allowance. We're talking the early 80s here. And I had to do stuff to earn that allowance, keep my room clean, mow the lawn, do chores around the house. Well, if I didn't do it, I didn't get my allowance. That's a form of appreciation. Yeah, my mother and my stepfather, they might have been, quote-unquote, mean to me, 
They were challenging me, but they were also appreciating me by doing that because if they didn't do that and they just gave into everything, you know, every one of my whims, it wouldn't have taught me responsibility. It wouldn't have taught me accountability. So that is a way to look at being appreciated in a way that it may not be a positive actions on someone else's part, but the intention is still to help someone, in this case me, and be, and like I said, they they appreciated me, and they didn't give in to me, and that's really the backbone behind the book is understanding that there's going to be situations that you're going to deal with with people that may not be quote-unquote positive, but that's a form of appreciation, and that's why I wrote the book. You know, sometimes the people who expect the most of us and are the toughest on us are the ones we appreciate the most years yeah. later. I yeah. had a, an English teacher when I went to college who said all nurses are stupid. Basically, she said we were illiterate. Um, and she challenged us. And there were two of us in the class, of all the, the people in the class, there were two of us. And she basically said there's no way we could pass her course. And she made me work. Oh, I worked so hard. She did not know how hard I worked. I wanted to pass her course just to show her. And yeah. because of her, I learned to love to write. And example. it served me incredibly well. Now, had she let me get away with sloppy writing and, you know, I got through with a C or something, um, I would not have that now. So yeah. it's... Yeah, it's just... That's a form of appreciation. Oh, it was appreciation both ways because I really learned to value her opinion about good writing and literature and I I, I will not ever forget her uh, because of the value she gave to me in my my life. Uh, Let's start with with the big question. What does it take to feel and be appreciated? Now, not just for what you do, but who you are. We don't often give thought to appreciating people for who they are. Yeah, I, I talk about this in the book, but I take it in a very interesting twist. And I know you read the book, and I talk about this whole notion of being reasonable versus unreasonable. And obviously, on the surface, most people are going to look at those words as most people would look at those words. But really, what it all comes down to when I, and I talked, like I said, I mentioned this in the book, it's all about the expectations that other people have for you versus the expectations that you have for yourself. And when someone conforms to the expectations of other people and society, what happens is they lose a part of who they are. They lose, they lose their uniqueness. And tied right in with that is this whole idea of worrying about what other people will think about you if you speak up and you say what it is that's most important to you. You declare what it is that's near and dear to your heart and what it is that you want. So really it's when you, and far too many people are doing this. And again, this isn't to point the finger at anyone saying it's bad. I call this an awareness thing. That's why, that's also why I wrote the book to bring up these types of things, make people aware of it. So, when you give in to what your parents, your family, and society expects of you and wants you to do, you're being reasonable. When you try to fit into the world at the expense of who you are, you're being reasonable. And this leads to living a life of trying to please others, your family, your friends, your society, also at the expense of who you are. And what ultimately happens, you end up sacrificing who you are little by little, 
and you give up what makes you unique. And over time, people will just have a tendency to look down on you and not appreciate you because really you're not appreciating yourself. The other side what, of that is... What would you tell young people who are... Young people really catch it now because everybody expects them to be a certain size, to think a certain way, to act a certain way, to have uh, all of these things in place. I don't know how they learn to know who they are. Well, what would you tell them? Well, what I would recommend and what I do recommend people doing in this piggyback on what I was just saying is to come from a place of being unreasonable. And at first, people think being unreasonable means to be selfish, to disregard others, to disrespect people, or to just rebel. And that's not what it is. What I mean when I, and I, again, I talk about it in the book, being unreasonable means to go beyond what is the norm, beyond what is expected of you, but in a way that makes you unique. And the important part is, at this, while at the same time respecting others and take what's important to them into consideration. And really what it comes down to is it's standing your ground when the world and other people and different institutions who most of the time are not going to have your best interests at, at heart, they're doing everything to try and get you to, to conform to them. So really this whole idea of being unreasonable, it's really it's an attitude of not letting anything or anyone get in the way of achieving the outcomes you want and being true to who you are in the process. The big question I have in, in this whole arena is, you know, how do you come to know who you are? How do you come to know what your personal beliefs are when you're bombarded on every side by the media uh, with a talk about what you should, and I hate the word should, should be, should do, should look like? I'm going to leave us hanging there while we go to break. And when we come back, we're going to tackle that question. So stay tuned. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Cheney Weiner, saying we're going to be right back with more. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Cheney Wyan. We're talking about his book, Because This Is Your Life, uh, about how to be appreciated, uh, how to appreciate yourself. And uh, before the break, we were talking about how you come to know who you are and what you believe. And Cheney, do you want to go with that question, see what you can do with it? Yeah, it's actually very simple. It comes down to the language that you speak and really the language that other people speak when they speak to you. So, for example, what I'm getting at, and you mentioned this whole thing about should. Sounds funny, but people are shoulding all over themselves. Shoulds, have tos, got tos, supposed tos, need tos, I must. Anytime, and if, to everyone listening, if there's one thing to take away from this show, take away this. Pay attention to your language and also the language of others because anytime you find yourself saying, I should, I have to, I've got to, I'm supposed to, in whatever it is, it's not something that's true to who you are. And in the process of that, it's not being who you really are. And also pay attention when other people are saying you should, you have to, and got to because what they're doing is they're projecting onto you what they want you to do and not necessarily taking into consideration what's most important to you. Flip side of that is look for language and speak the language. I love to, I'm inspired to, I choose to, this is what I've always dreamed of doing. There's a big difference in the energy in the language. I don't know anybody who gets up in the morning and says, I have to go to work. It's, oh, I have to go to work. I've got to get there on time. When someone says, I love, do so, I love doing something, they don't say, oh, I love dancing. It's, I love dancing. I'm looking forward to it. It's what I've always dreamed of doing. The big difference in the energy. So pay attention to that. I know it's subtle. I know it's something that we as human beings do quite often, but pay attention to it. And when you catch yourself, do just that. Catch yourself and remember what we were talking about here because it, it makes the difference in your life as to whether you're living the life that you're here to live, being who you are versus not. Speaking of being who you are, how does somebody, and I'm thinking again, especially of young people, we talk about the authentic self. How do you help people get in touch with that part of them that is their authentic self? Well, in addition to what I was just saying, again, I, I know it sounds very basic and simple, understand that you as a human being, and this is true of every human being, have moments of happiness and sadness. There's moments when you're nice, there's moments when you're mean, there's moments when you're kind and cruel, and it's toward, could be towards other people, could even be towards yourself, that is both. That's being authentic, knowing that you have both those sides. And I know there are a lot of people who don't like to bring this type of thing up, but you know, as I'm saying it right now, I'm being true to it. Again, Go into the world, look and see. You'll see people have both sides. And so many times people are looking down on others because they may not have the best of days. But you know what? When you have one of those days where, oh, you know, it's not that great a day, 
Look at the benefits in it. Look at the upsides in it and just understand that, hey, you are allowed to feel that way sometimes, but know that it serves a purpose in your life. Because that's being true. That's being authentic. Not being someone who you're not or putting up some persona just to look good, and then when you go home later on, you download that negativity, if you will, to your family or even yourself. Be who you are. Know that there's that you're a two-sided person and that both sides are necessary in certain situations. And and we all hear it. Don't feel that way. You know, you don't, you know, you shouldn't be angry. Uh, you shouldn't whatever, you know, and we just talked about the word should. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's just so many, um, Oh my! Rules of life, I guess, that some that people want to impose on you. Yeah, that it's impose. difficult to cut through all that and know who you really are, what you want, what you believe, what you, you acknowledge as being important to you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you just brought up the word impose. And you know, whenever I hear that word, I immediately think, now this is just my my feeling on it is I hear when someone says, or when someone's trying to impose on someone else, typically what happens is the person who's being imposed upon is, in essence, subordinating to a perceived authority figure. And that could be anyone ranging from a parent to a, a religious authority to your boss, whoever it is. And, of course, I'm not saying to go out there and just be rebellious, but at the same time, understand, hey, you know, if there's a a certain authority figure who you have a tendency to always listen to and never question, question them, but question them in a way that benefits other people and certainly benefits yourself because in the process of doing that, you're not going to give up who you are and you're going to be true to yourself and it's going to benefit others as well. Now, when I was growing up, it was very, it was, we were sternly taught to Hmm. pay attention to the authority the authority was the doctor, uh, the pastor, the you know the the lawyer, the people with the big degrees. These were all the authorities, and it, it was implied that none of the rest of us knew enough to question their mm. word. Now, as I got older, I'm thinking some of these people really don't have any idea what they're talking about. Why should I listen to them? And well, even then, I, it was like, oh, no, you have to listen to the authority. It's not as bad now I well, think, as it was uh, then. Obviously, it's important. I mean, I'm certainly not advocating going around, and I, I know I've said it a few times, and rebel against these people just for the sake of it, but also understand that, you you know, when you're dealing with these people, take a look at, you know, when you take the time and put in, as I like to say, the research, so to speak, and understand who you're dealing with and that, hey, you know, sometimes they're, they may not have your best interests at heart. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but just be more aware and conscientious of who you're dealing with and at the same time not minimize yourself to them because there are certain authority, because there are certain people who will abuse the authority. There's other people who don't. And when you reach one of those that does, you, you need to be aware of what's happening inside yourself. Absolutely. When you reach a point that you realize that your life isn't going the way you always wanted it to go or you're not pleased with some part of it, 
it takes a lot of courage to make a change. Where do you, where do you get the courage? How do you pe teach people to find the courage to make the change they need to make to be more authentic, to be pleased with their own authenticity? Absolutely. I talk about it in the book, so I, I know you read that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important because it's chapter 19. You know, we, we, we have, we're so bombarded by the media and yeah. it's, you know, the media is everywhere we go now. We, we don't get away from their influence. Yeah. Well, you know, when it comes to finding the courage to change your life, I mentioned it in the book, I call it become the looking glass person. And basically what I mean by that is just take a look at who you are. You can also look at it as looking in the mirror and looking at who you are because anything that you see in someone else you have in you, and I know this is going to sound quite surprising, but anything that you say about someone else, you're saying about yourself, otherwise you wouldn't say it at all. And, that, and that's one that really gets people thinking. And that works both ways because if you go around and you say, well, that person's a cheat, a sneak, a liar. Guess what? You cheated, you snuck around, and you lied, whether it's to yourself or other people. Maybe not in the same way as you saw in them, but in different ways. We all do that, and that's part of being authentic, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it works the other way, too. If you see someone and you say, my God, they, they're talented, they're beautiful, well, guess what? You're talented and beautiful, too. It goes both ways. It, it may not be in the same way as they are, but it's in the way that's unique to you. This goes back to what we were saying before. We're all the same, but we're different. We're all talented. We're all beautiful. But we are in different ways. may not be the same as someone else, but we are. So back to this whole idea of being able to find the courage to change your life. These are the types of things you want to do because when people are in a situation where they've really, you know, where it's time to really turn it around, especially when it had something happen to them in their life, the tendency is to label someone else, or oh, this person ripped me off, this person did this. When you see how that serves your life and where you did it in, in, in different ways as well, that right there dissolves those emotional charges and it really allows you to be true to who you are and that is really going to open up the opportunities and certainly it's going to really pave the way for you to change your life around. One of the things you talk about in the book that I find to be really important are the defining moments. And we're right at the edge of defining moments when we're talking about change. Uh, you know, how do you realize that you've had a defining moment? Do you always know at the time that this is a moment that's making a huge difference to you, that it's defining another facet of who you are? Yeah, I don't... I'd love to share a quick story. Are we going to break? Cause oh, we've got time for a quick story. All right. I'll make it quick. I went out for the baseball team in high school. I, that's what got me into fitness and working out. Worked out for four months. I went out for the team. The, the tryouts were for three weeks. To make the team, you had to make two cuts. I made the first cut, and then the final cut were, was to see who made the team. And the coach read off the names of the people who didn't make the team. He read off all the names. He stopped. He didn't read my name. I thought I made the team. Then he read off my name. I got cut. And before I even had a chance to collect my thoughts, which was maybe five seconds after he said that, he paid me a compliment. He said, you have more guts than anyone I've ever seen. He says, go out for the team next year and you'll probably make it. And of course, I'm thinking, well, why, why not make it this year? But the thing was, 
something happened in that moment. And I knew that this was a special moment. And I really got to see evidence of it as time went on. And I kept going back to that moment. And for me, that was my defining moment because what took place in that moment, he rejected me and accepted me at the same time. And that's what goes on during the course of people's lives. You have both sides going on at once. In my, in my situation, it was a little, a little bit more obvious, even though I didn't notice it at first. But that was a defining moment for me, and that paved the way in the other areas of my life. Because this was a coach who really, he had his favorites. I wasn't one of them. He said this in front of a bunch of different kids who some of them would pick on me, make fun of me. For him to say that when he did... That was a big moment for me because it gave me the guts moving forward in all the other areas of life to stand up for myself and when things really got tough to really bear down and really push through it. And to this, I think about that every single day. That's my defining, my defining moment. So the question is, how can you find yours? Well, look for those types of synchronicities, if you will. In my case, he rejected me and accepted me in the same moment. Obviously, each person listening to the show is not going to be getting cut from the baseball team, so it's going to be different for you. Look for, and this is going to sound kind of counterintuitive, look for moments in your life that may not have gone your way, and then look for the upside at the same time, and you may very well find that moment, that defining moment, in that particular moment. Wonderful advice, and on that note, we are going to go to break. And while we go to break, think about your defining moments. Um, Think back to the changes that took place when a certain event happened. This is Irene Connell with my guest, Chaney Weiner, saying stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to 
the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Janie Weiner. We're talking about his book, Because This Is Your Life. I recommend that you get it. You can get it at uh, pretty much any bookstore or on Amazon. Um, Take a good look at it because it's really quite helpful if you're trying to thread your way through this thing we call life. One of the things I think is just so interesting, just even the way you stated, is this one. How do you find your soulmate that you already have? Talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, everyone's got their soulmate. Most people think that their soulmate is just one person, and it could be. It's going to depend on your situation. It's interesting because, and this, this is the same thing for for men and women, you take a man or a woman who is not in a relationship, well, there's a reason why they're not in a relationship, but they also think, well, I've got to find my soulmate. Well, they have their soulmate. It's just dispersed out over many people. It may not be in one person, but we always have the soulmate. The question is, is it in one person or is it in many people? And, the, you know, obviously for someone who is not in a relationship with that one person, what I have them do is I have of the person look at all the people in their life and what would make up their ideal soulmate and see, okay, well, which which person has the trait that you like? So let's say, I, I mean, this really is going to need a little bit more time to explain, so I'm being kind of quick with it. But let's say you're looking for your soulmate and you don't have that particular person in your life. Well, I have people look at all the different people in their lives and the different parts of those people that makes up what your ideal soulmate would be. And the, and the reason I do that is to have them realize that this person's in their life, but it's spread out over many people. The reason it's spread out over many people is because they've had emotional charges from past relationships and they think, oh, my God, if I get into a relationship with someone, this is going to happen again or that's going to happen again. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to go through that. Hence, they're not in a relationship with that one person, that one soulmate. So it's important for them to understand that, hey, you have this in your life. It may not be in the exact way you want it. So that's one thing. I haven't become aware of that. And then I haven't dissolved those, all those past, quote, unquote, pains and emotional charges. And once that's done... It's all we put it all together, and what typically will happen is that they will attract that person into their life. It's I have a great story I'd love to share on this, but I know we're running kind of short here, so. Yeah, well, we're you know we're getting close to the end of the show. One of the questions I want to ask you, I want you to speak to, is the chapter in your book called "What Do You Want to Be Recognized and Remembered For?" I think it's something we may not all think about much, but I think everybody has it on their mind. Now, how important is it to think about how you want to be recognized and remembered? Well, every person, again, in the history of man and womankind, they want to be remembered not only for something, but for who they are and what they love doing. And yeah, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to get people who are going to like you and dislike you. You're going to get people who are going to support you and challenge you, praise you and criticize you, lift you up and tear you down. You're going to get that no matter what. So you may as well go and do what you love, do what inspires you, and do what it is that you've always dreamed of because that's what you're going to be remembered for. Yeah, I know that there's certain people out there who are remembered in an infamous kind of way, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about being remembered in a way that you contributed something to society 
that's true to you, that comes from your heart, and that's based on who you are, not what you're supposed to be. And that's another reason why I wrote the book. And that's really what it comes down to is just, it's being, I know we hear this all the time, it's being true to yourself, knowing you have both sides to who you are, and, and you're going to get both sides from people as well. So you may as well go and do what you love and love what you do and let what anyone says roll off your back because when you do, you'll be remembered for something that you contribute that's special, that's unique, and that's based on who you are. And sometimes it isn't a matter of wanting to be remembered for, you know, being a, a big star, making a big splash. You know, I, I want to be remembered for, for being kind, I think, you know, as I think about it. I think that's why what I want to have people remember. Well, she was, she was kind. Yeah. I, I think well, that would be the nicest thing anybody could remember me for. Well, everybody's a star. The only thing, the only difference between a quote-unquote Hollywood star or, or, or stay-at-home mom is the is the level that they're playing on. The stay-at-home mom is a star um, among her children, her family, her husband, her relatives. The Hollywood star is known worldwide because they're playing on a bigger stage. That's really the only difference. It's all relative based on who you are and what you really want to be doing. I love that. I'm glad you said that. Your last chapter is called, Does Your Life's Journey Ever End? Speak to that. It never ends, and it really piggybacks on what we were just talking about, being remembered and being recognized for who you are and all you do, because let's face it, there's one guarantee in life, and that is at some point we're not going to be here in the physical sense, but we can leave a legacy, we can leave and pass, as I called in the book, pass the torch on to someone else. So in, in essence, your life journey doesn't end as long as you prepare for this and you pass that torch to other people who are going to carry on who you are, your legacy, and then they could pass the torch on to other people and just and just hand it down generation after generation. Lovely. What's next for you, Cheney? You've started a you've come to a brand new place for for you to live. I don't know whether this is a milepost in your your life or not, but what's next you know, on on your horizon? Well, I'm looking at writing another book. This book I just wrote, biggest challenge was keeping it under 500 pages, so I, I have at least one, I really have about two more right now that I have an idea on. So yeah, I obviously want, I'm looking at doing that, and getting, the thing with me is I have created this, this, this life where there's really no degree of separation between quote-unquote work and quote-unquote you know, pleasure. I integrate them so when I'm out and around, I live what I teach, I teach what I live, I live that book, and I, I, there's no degree of separation. So I'm going about my business the same way. It's just in different ways, meeting more people, seeing new places, and just bringing that more into what I write about and how it can help others. Fantastic. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? I'm going to quote... I believe it was Emerson who, who said this, the greatest accomplishment is to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you someone else. And that really is the backbone behind my book, and it's really the backbone behind how to live your life. Be yourself in a world that's trying to make you someone else, because when you are, then other people look up to you, and they'll remember you, recognize you, and they'll appreciate you for it. 
Wonderful. Cheney, thank you so much for being on the show today. You, you've brought us a great deal, and uh, we all have something to chew on now. Thank you. Thank for you. With us. This is Irene Collin and my guest, Cheney Weiner, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Join Voice America as we broadcast live from the 39th National